Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. I've been pretty surly today. Yeah, too. Try to have a better second hour here. <laughs> Getting words mixed up. My chair was in the wrong spot to yeah. begin the show. You did look funny. I was really flustered to begin the show today. You did look funny because you were sitting yeah, way was lower. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I figured it out during the... Uh, first segment well let's try to ramp it up a little bit. yes you can always call or text us at 402-464-5685 watch and comment on facebook twitch youtube and twitter again the show is sponsored by gain trucking so we asked the question going into break what's more concerning for nebraska against purdue purdue's offense or purdue's defense we will dive into that in just a second but we had a call that weighed throughout the break from Jaden. Jaden wants to talk about Nebraska's offensive line. Jaden, you're on an early break. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Love the show. I just had a quick comment first before we get into O-line talk about oh, okay. uh, uh, Sipple. Um, yeah. The uh, LaCroix tastes like watching Nebraska lose nine straight one-score games. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, what, that's pretty fair. That's what I think LaCroix tastes like. Uh, people are, a lot of people, Jaden, are out on yeah, LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix sucks. So hey, good, call, good call, <laughs> Jaden. Jake. Um, I, I think one thing, um, one thing I'm going to take away from this season is uh, just the what-if of uh, how good this Nebraska offense could have been if we – had a great O-line, and I'm not knocking the kids. Uh, they're playing hard, but, I mean, Anthony, if Anthony Grant had a Wisconsin O-line to run behind, um, or if Casey Thompson, the way he deciphers defenses and press conferences and some of the throws he can make, if he had time to, to make all the throws, I mean, we could be putting up 42 points a game, I think. And so I think that's just going to be one of the biggest uh, Interesting. question marks on the season is what, what the depth offense could have been. You know what, Jaden? I agree with you. I do. They have good skill players. They do, and a good and a good smart quarterback. No doubt about that. All right, Jaden. Yeah, that's that's all I really had. I just yeah, that's going to be my biggest what if of this this season, even after everything that's been going on. Thanks, okay, Jaden. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's sort of interesting, isn't it? I, I, this, this is sad. Couldn't you almost say that in a lot of years for Nebraska, though? I mean, Nebraska's offensive line has been so underwhelming for many years now, right? Well. Hold on. Now, there are, they have not had, like, okay, let me ask you this. Compare Trey Palmer to Stanley Morgan. Okay. I like Stanley better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Again, didn't have a great offensive line when mm-hmm. they had Stanley Morgan here. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a great offensive line in a very long time. I don't just, I like Trey Palmer. I just, Stanley's a great player. Stanley's all time lead receiver, Jake. I, I mean, was, I was asking you. Right. Now, he's been here long. You asked the question when's the offensive line? I mean, they've had, they had some decent offensive lines under Riley, right? Decent. They still were not great, though. I mean, they had some guys that went decent. to the pros, like Farniak and um, who else went to? Starup went to the pros. For a little bit. Yeah, and the guy that left early, skipped the Rutgers game, the big left tackle. Come on, Jake. 
Um, Alex Lewis? No, the, no, more recent vintage kid from Texas, just blanking oh, out on his name. Yeah, yeah. Just blanking out on his name. Had the wavy hair. Went to Hymas. the Chargers. Yeah, Brendan Hymas. Brendan Hymas. Yeah, um, went to the Chargers. Hymas Farniak. That line was all right. They were okay. Yeah, they were okay. Um, but there were still problems, though. I mean, they still gave up sacks. Plenty of years they had some decent lines, right? But that's We're talking about eight years ago now. I know. Like that. I know. Callahan so years are decent lines going back. But, no, you're right. They got to get that. Jaden, thank you. I mean, he's right. Because those – it's not just Trey Palmer. Marcus Washington's a good skill player. He's good. He can hurt you. Um, four catches the other night. Palmer's their, you know, Palmer's the main target, Casey's main target. He's right about Casey. Casey has been better than I expected. And, you know, you can you can go to the numbers game, and, man, I see people respond to me, respond to the columns where I praise Casey and say, Sipple, come on, his numbers are nothing. Yeah, well, it's, it's just the old, it's just the old conversation we have all the time. We had a lot about Adrian. You can't just look at a quarterback's numbers in a vacuum. You have to consider what he's dealing with. And if you watch the games at all, you understand he's under pressure, under duress. He has to make plays in very difficult circumstances because his line simply doesn't hold up very well in pass protection. Like Mickey, Mickey kind of keeps saying that they're a good run-blocking unit. And they're, I guess, all right, right, all right. They're 62nd nationally in rushing. The other night, Anthony Grant had 47 rushing yards on 19 carries and got 45 yards after contact. They're not just blowing holes. No, they're not. No. Right. No, I he's mean, making a lot of things happen by himself. Right. It's like Amir did back in 2014 yeah. also. Yeah. The offensive line. Now, I, Jake, the way you – Went all in on starting Hunter Anthony. I'm going all in on the same in the same vein of starting Tanner. Uh, excuse me, Brant Banks, Brant Banks at, at left tackle, and move Corcoran to left gu- left guard. Move him in. Yeah. Now that made me take Piper out of it. Okay. Well, what's wrong with that? <clears throat> um. Well, I don't know if Piper's earned a demotion, <laughs> but I don't know if he's. It doesn't. Listen, I'm not. If what, sometimes what? you just got to reconfigure things, and right, I think. Right. Try, I think you have to try Brant Banks at left tackle after what we saw at Rutgers with Corcoran. Well, and, and Banks looked pretty solid against Indiana when he came in yes, for, he did. for Corcoran. Try it. I think you got to keep trying. you got to keep moving. I, I, he, he earned a chance at some playing time. Well, more, more than that, though, Corcoran earned he, – he earned a demotion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he well, did. Maybe he can be a good guard. Maybe he can be yeah, a good guard. I'm not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Keep him in the lineup. I, mean, I think he can – we'll see what he looks like at left guard. I mean, Turner's sort of the de facto, Turner Corker is kind of the de facto leader of that group, I thought. And I asked Ethan Piper that the other day. I said, who's the guy who keeps you guys together? He said, eh. He said, we all, we're all close. So we don't have one defined guy who keeps us together. Um, I thought that would be Turner Corker. But I, you can't play like Turner did and be a leader. That's my opinion. Jake, your opinion? Can you yeah. leadership is performance? Well, performance yeah. is leadership. I, I would ask you know, if if you had to talk to an offensive the the O line group, who, who would they say is their leader? I, who would they say? Well, I asked Ethan Piper that, and he said we don't really have one. We're all leaders. That that 
that were close. They're a close group, and that's good. They're a close group. There's still hope for them. There is. I mean, they could, they could find some level of success going forward. All right, to your question. I see I have to hold this together Sorry, because you're I'm, completely I'm flustered. Harrison over here. Harrison just came in out of nowhere. You're completely hey, yeah, flustered. Check your phone in a second, Harrison. Hang tight. Yeah, ask the question. I'm texting Harrison. What's more concerning for Nebraska against Purdue? Purdue's offense or Purdue's defense? It's hard for me not to identify in this conversation Aiden O'Connell because Aiden O'Connell is a is a quarterback who will play in the pros for ten to twelve years. NFL, you think, you think so? Yes. Oh, now they've had some guys or they have done. I, I've so. talked to a Nebraska assistant coach yesterday who said the same thing. Ten to twelve years NFL career, maybe not all as a starter. But he's that type of player. He can make all the throws. He can make tough throws. He makes no bad decisions. He's been in that off. He's, he's a six-year guy. He knows the offense as well as Brom does. And by the way, best play caller in the Big Ten, Jeff Brom. Oh, yeah, there you go. You're yeah. back on board. Who, who's, second? who's second? Who's second? Who is it? Ryan Day doesn't call, call plays. Well, who's calling plays at Ohio State? Well, I don't know. Whoever that is. Well, can, who, who, I could call plays at Ohio State, Jay. I'm just saying they're doing a good job. Well, I could do it. Give me two weeks of training, and I could get 500 yards Marvin, against a good Marvin, team. Marvin, go deep. Jackson, <laughs> go deep. <laughs> CJ, you know what I'm joking. I'm being facetious. I think Harbaugh's the second best play caller in the Big Ten. But Brom's the best. Brom, now think about what you're saying. Give Brom Ohio State's talent and see what that looks like. Brom doesn't have that. Doesn't even have a close. I'm glad you're back on the Brom wagon. Like Brom, I always told Brom's you, Brom's the best play caller in the Big Ten. Did you fall off the Brom wagon for a little bit? <laughs> Not as a play I caller. I got the Bromance over here. Now hold on. The there's, there's two. There's two. You got to make a distinction. There's some guys who are great play callers that aren't great head coaches, right? Yes. Well, he's a great play caller. I'm not necessarily saying he's a great head coach, but he's pretty good. I think he's pretty dang good head coach. Yeah, I think he's, he's so pretty too. solid. I mean, Louisville would agree. I mean, they had nine wins last year. Right, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, I think right now you could say that Purdue, as of October twelfth, heading toward eight. Uh, well, they appear to be maybe even the favorite in the West right now. Yeah, Illinois looks tough, which is weird to say that, but it's true. So, which side of the ball concerns you more on Purdue? I just have, to, I just think about Brom and O'Connell. They don't run it though, like Sean was saying. They're they're down. They're playing two two walk on running backs. No. And they're not loaded at receiver. And we heard Tom Deanhart saying Charlie Jones, Chuck Jones. Chuck you, Jones. Yeah. Chuck, they still have Chuck, Chuck Jones. Good old Chuck. Yeah, my but, boy Chuck. Yeah, Charlie Jones is banged up. Banged up. And we also heard Tom Deanhart say that regarding the defense at Purdue, they're prone to the deep ball. Getting beat by Bull to the deep ball. So Not many vulnerabilities on that defense, no, but they but, are vulnerable against the deep ball. So, you know, look for a couple of cases in this game, if, if the game's still in doubt or in question. This game is going to be, if you're a Nebraska fan, okay, how uncomfortable were you during the Rutgers game? Very. It was 13-0 at halftime. I mean, Nebraska looked like a dead fish out there. Yeah, I was telling one of the Nebraska coaches yesterday, and I didn't mind saying it. I said... I was pissed at halftime. Oh, so game. was I. Of course I, I was pissed. like, what the hell did I come all the way out to New Jersey to cover this crap? Yeah, it was crap. At halftime. The first half was absolute dog crap. Mickey told those guys, though, we got to score on our first possession. And they did. Bam. 
bam, they, and they go had score. They had a fourth down conversion in doing so, And by the I way. bet your mood flipped on a dime, didn't it? 14 well, 7. Well, I heard him say that at halftime. I said, okay, Mickey, you know, go prove it. And they did. Is yeah. that right? Okay. And then it's 13 7. And you're like, oh, wait a second. This is a ball game. I mean, that, that changed a lot. And then by the end, you're like, instead of saying, what the hell did I come out here for? You're like, I think we got to start Mickey. We got to start thinking about Mickey as the head coach. <laughs> yeah. It changes just like that, doesn't it? You go from this sucks <laughs> Two hours. to, wow, this guy might be the next coach at Nebraska. Really, and I walk out to the pickup that's been running for 10 hours. It was a bizarre well, you night. A tough, in, you had a weird night in Piscataway slash New Brunswick. I bet a lot of people have had weird nights in Piscataway. And New Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they have. It's a weird place. Weird place. O'Connell. And then they have that tied in that you like a lot. Kane Durham is his name, and he had a huge game against Maryland. Huge, huge game. Seven catches for 106, I think. And a touchdown. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. He had a long And it had a huge 56-yard right. catch and run late Breaking in that game. Too. Late in that game. Yes, he did. To put Purdue at the two yep. and to give them the a critical score down the stretch. Payne Durham will hurt Nebraska. He will. You know he's going to. Well, I just go back to last year's game, which you know is this is not last season. There's different people here, different coaches now. I mean, did Payne Durham kill Nebraska that game? I don't think so. It was Anthrop got him that game. Yeah. Anthrop, Anthrop yeah. was a problem. I always tell you, don't bring up things that you no, don't well, know. No, I remember Anthrop was a problem in that okay, game. Yeah, Anthrop was a problem. But I also think about, if you look at their defense, they had four picks of Adrian in that game. <sighs> they did. And one of those was a pick six. That was the loss. That was a terrible loss, and it was on Adrian. That was the loss where I thought, okay, Frost is in major trouble. That, and I wrote it. I thought I thought that was kind of the – that might be the beginning of the end or the end. That loss to Purdue in Lincoln last year was bad. But that wasn't – I mean, come on. In fact, if you look at that game, you'd almost look at that game as reason why you think this game will be very close. Because Adrian threw four picks and Nebraska was still right in it. Yeah, I mean, they scored a late touchdown to make that uh, a one-score game. They were down 28-17, something like that. Mm -hmm. Until the very end, they scored something to make it another one Score loss. Here's the issue here. It was over. So going back to what I asked you, how how uncomfortable were you at again, watching the Rutgers game? You were very uncomfortable. It'll be like that. If Nebraska wins, it's going to have to be probably like they won in New Jersey, meaning late drive, have to hold off Purdue. It's O'Connell, though, and not Evan Simon. Yeah. You know? I mean, come yeah, on. I just I know Nebraska's defense has played – really well in the second half of the last two games. Mm -hmm. If you're down by 14 in this game at halftime, uh, because this team knows how to win, and they have better personnel than Rutgers has. And if if Purdue gets the ball down seven with a minute three left, Good. I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to at least kick a field goal. Better be up by a touchdown. Because um, O'Connell's going to move him down the field. O'Connell, again, he's a, he's a guy that will play many years in the NFL. He makes all the throws. He is very level-headed, and the good news is they don't have a run for Nebraska. They don't have much of a running game, and they're not. This is not the Ohio State receiver core. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, they had to go get. I mean, Tyrone Tracy um, from Iowa. From Iowa's in in that crowd. Um, 
you heard Tom Deanhart say that though he probably should be a running back. Yep, he did say and, that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and they're leaning on they're lean. There's he's one of the guys they're leaning on. They lean on a bunch of guys you don't know names, other than old Chuck Jones, <laughs> who's banged this, up. This show is going to call him Chuck. Old Chuck Jones is banged up. Chuck Jones, mm-hmm. not Charlie. Chuck. So he's not practicing. They're not throw, see the thing they're not doing. I called you Sean. The, Jake, the thing they're not doing is throwing it downfield much. They're not. The fifty-six yard pass played at Payne Durham was a catch. Yeah, it was a catch and run. Yep. They're not breaking they're, tackles. Yeah, they're not beating you deep, which is that helps. They're going to throw a well, lot underneath. Has stuff. Nebraska been good in open field tackling? No. Then that's a problem. They better be. Yeah. I think Nebraska will get Reimer back. Um, and I would I would tell you this, Jake. Reimer is their best defender. Hello? Well, I'm trying to think who Luke Reimer. Well, well, can you think of the guys? Do you know the that, starters? Wasn't that kind of well, I mean, people thought maybe O'Shawn Mathis or Garrett Nelson, Garrett Nelson. would be that yeah. guy. Yeah, Garrett Nelson's number two. I just think yeah, Reimer's consistently pretty good. And Reimer's sideline to sideline. Yep. He's fast. Yeah, he's, he's quick. He's sideline to sideline. He's their, he's their most valuable. I defender. always thought he was pretty dang good coming into this season. That he would if he wasn't your best, he was your second best player. Yeah, Garrett I think Garrett be second best and I think O'Shawn would be number three. You got two of those three guys healthy for sure. Reimer, I think, will be okay. I think Reimer will be okay. What's somebody disagrees with you? Former Husker NFL <laughs> yeah. player. Says, says Reimer's not the best player in the team. Is that Jay? <laughs> it might be Jay. It might not be Jay. Jay, Jay you can text me. Yeah. Don't be afraid us. of me. Uh, okay. Well, text coming in in response to uh, what what's more concerning, Purdue's offense or Purdue's defense in this game? Corey, back. Corey says, it's the offense for sure. This game has the potential to be a boat race, and if that happens, it's primarily because we cannot get stops. Right. I will tell you this, Corey. <clears throat> When I watched Purdue against Penn State, that was the exact thing I thought. Okay, I thought that. I thought this is this is not going to be a good matchup. Now Purdue, then, you know, they lost to Syracuse. Syracuse, by the way, is five and zero. Yeah, they're a good team. Uh, hey, Syracuse is not going to win again this year. Not bash hey, Dino Babbers. Hey, here, here's a hot take: Syracuse is five and zero. Syracuse will not win another game this year. You know, Dino's your boy. You saw him at a hotel. Yeah, me and Dino got to know each other. Yeah, come on. Come on. Let's what, go outside what, what and smoke. What if Dino heard this backlash? <laughs> he was a chain smoker. Who knew? Oh. It's our guy. <laughs> Dino. Dino's going to – they're 5-0. and oh. Then Purdue struggles against FAU, Florida Atlantic. Without Aiden O'Connor. Without Aiden O'Connor. Didn't play. Right. Now, here's the, the bad news. Is Purdue goes on the road – and beats Minnesota and Maryland back-to-back. Now, they're not – against Minnesota, they didn't pile up points, Corey. They didn't run, they didn't run away from, at 20 to 10. They beat Minnesota. They're, they weren't clicking that much offensively. Remember, Corey, if you're – I mean, I'm, I'm counseling myself, too. They don't run the ball well. So, I don't know. You might not get boat race, Corey. I think you – I think the plan, we have the plan in place. Scrap, scrap, scrap. Okay. Stay close, stay close. Go Casey, deep. Casey, we got to hit a few downfield. We got to hit a few downfield now. Okay, Phil, Phil, on that note regarding Purdue can't run the football, Phil says, this is the kind of game where Nebraska will give up 200 rushing yards to some, a walk-on running back. This team has an uncanny ability 
to make lower talent look like all Americans. Devin Mockaby is their he's a walk on. Where's number forty five? He's a I don't know. He got loose for a big run late against Minnesota. It was a big deal in the Purdue fan base. He's all right. He's all right. I mean, the fact that they don't run is why I don't think it will be a boat race. I don't. I don't. It's just Brom. Brom and O'Connell concern me. That combo. Well, this, this is Bill Bush's biggest challenge so far this oh, game. I guarantee you know, he's not. Indiana's I guarantee off. he's. I guarantee he's not sleeping. I'm sure not. Indiana hasn't. You know, they can score points in offense, and they had 21. They had 14. I guess they had 14 plus the strip sack touchdown. They had of trouble in the end zone. So they had 14 offensive points mm-hmm. in that game. Rutgers only had 13. No second half points. Guarantee a Bush is not sleeping well. Well, I'd be curious about this. You know, we, we we're celebrating the fact he's had no second half points allowed since the Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. That would be a miracle. What if they shut down Purdue in the second half? What if it's a tight game at halftime, or you're barely down, but you well, shut them down? Well, here's the thing. Then, Ma- my gosh, the adjustment king is really him. Maryland, Maryland shut Purdue down for most of the second half. A little flurry late, Purdue yeah, they got did a flurry late. Yeah, yeah. A little flurry late. Most of the second half. Keep in mind. Purdue turned it over three times in the second half against Maryland. Okay? They yep. turned it over three times. Maryland didn't take advantage of it. But they turned it over three times. Now, that's the formula. If you can yeah. get a ball pop loose and, or get a, or get a uh, tip, get an p- interception. Yeah. Th- this text hey, come all- on. Nebraska had three interceptions in the second half against Rutgers, and if they don't have three, they don't win. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, they don't, yeah, not that game. You're right. Uh, last thing before we get to break, someone says regarding this game and you know the deep ball for Casey, they say Casey will not have enough time to throw the deep ball. Every so often this, he gets enough time. <laughs> well, this is what we're talking about. I mean, the, the defenses get tougher the rest of the way. I mean, can, how can this offensive line generate any sort of time or any sort of pocket for Casey to deliver the deep shot to Trey or anybody else, Mar- or Marcus Washington? Well, thank you, for, thank you to Tom Deanhart for coming on yesterday. And giving us a great rundown. That one of the things that was concerning that he said, if you're a Nebraska fan, is that Purdue's very deep on its defensive line, that so they stay fresh. They're, they look good up front. Yep, they're a good football team. That's why they're favored by almost two touchdowns in this game. Can he pull the upset? Nebraska is that amazing? Nebraska, as we have read before, is really, really bad against the spread recently. Th- think about how odd it is what you're hearing this week, man. I mean, it's college football. Weird things happen. Nebraska might beat Purdue. <laughs> oh, my God. Things have gotten weird. Yep, yep. That's where we're at. More next on an early break in the ticket. For TBW Shiite Day New York and Nissan Iski Code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Ario Launch, GM brand, fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with two pop. The all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E-Force all-wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in four-mode with E-Step-Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details.